Good morning. My name is Lisa. Our scripture passage comes from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Before I read, I'd like to say a little prayer. Dear God, uh, I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds um, just um, to what you have to speak uh, to us through your word and through Magdiel as well, and just bless um, this reading. Amen. So Mark 1, 1 through 8, NIV version. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God. Thank you so much for reading the scripture. God gave us the opportunity to prepare our hearts and faithfully wait for him. We celebrate not only his uh, Jesus' birthday, but uh, we celebrate for us to get ready for the second coming. God is preparing our hearts and our lives for his coming. So I do have a question for you this morning. If you were ever been asked, or somebody asked you, who would you say was the greatest man ever born? I think a lot of us will say Jesus, and yes, that is correct. I think he's the great, greatest man ever born. But even Jesus, in the Bible, he mentions the, um, about a man, about a guy, who was the greatest man ever born. And he was talking about John the Baptist. So when he said this, it's because he is the one who prepared the way for the good news. John was the one who prepared the way for the good news. Jesus, at the beginning of this chapter in Mark, we, we see that uh, Jesus was a grown man when he came up from the wilderness. And he appeared to John to be baptized. Remember that John was preaching about the, the repentance and forgiveness of sins to the people from Jerusalem. So he is the one who prepared the way for the Lord. So Mark begins the story not with Mary or Joseph, but uh, he begins the story with a prophet. The first one ever the first prophet that, that has ever been heard for more than 300 years. The good news, this story. And that's why the title of this sermon is We Continue the Story. 
as a believers, as a church, we need to continue this story of the good news, the story of who Jesus is, the story of why are we have to prepare our hearts, not only during this season, but always. Remember that as a believers, we're waiting for the second coming of our Savior, which is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who died for our sins and give us that eternal life. So we are going to see this morning the announcing of the good news, the announcing of the good news, which is the gospel, which is the life of Jesus, and why he came to die for our sins so we can have that salvation. Because for God's grace, we receive that. And John the baptizer was preaching about this. You know, like in, in the reading about Mark uh, 1, we can see the actual becoming of uh, that new person. And, and not only in our lives, but also in the life of uh, John. You know, he devoted his life just to preach, not about him, but he was preparing the way for Jesus. He was preaching about the other person, the Messiah, more powerful than him who was going to come and that he was not worried not even to untie his shoes. So at the beginning of this story, we see that it's entering the new life, turning it over to our God. It's, this is another question that we ask. How many times have you asked yourself if you're doing the right thing? If you really are giving your all to your Savior, are you giving your all to your Savior in this season? Are you giving everything that you have? Are you turning from your old ways and following Jesus Christ right now? Have you ever asked yourself that? And if you haven't, this is a good opportunity to do that. How are we announcing the good news? How can we live a testimony of the good news in our lives. How can we share that with our neighbors, with our families, with the people who are around us during this time? It's a very uh, good parable in the Bible that show us that we need to be prepared for these things. That God comes into our lives and give us that freedom and give us that salvation through Jesus. But we also need to be prepared. We need to be ready for the things that are coming, not only to our life, but the things that are, God has prepared for us. And the parable that I like, and I want to share that with you this morning, is the parable of the wise and foolish virgins from Matthew 25. We learn from this that they knew the bridegroom was coming. Five of them were ready. They have their oil ready, they have everything ready, and they were just waiting for the bridegroom. But there were other five that were not ready. Eventually, they ran out of oil. And we know in the story of Matthew that um, he tells us that these this other five women, they ran out of oil. And they went to get more. And when they came back, the bridegroom has already arrived. And the ones who were ready, they got rewarded because they were ready and they were waiting for the bridegroom. 
But uh, the ones who were not ready, when he arrived, they were disowned. So they didn't enjoy and they didn't uh, went together with the bridegroom. The story about this uh, parable tells us that we need to be ready as a church, as the body of Christ. We need to be ready for our Savior. We need to be, have that oil of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, oftentimes I, I ask myself, am I ready? Am I doing what God is telling me to do? Not only in this season, but through all my life. You know, I remember since I was little, I always asked God, God, Jesus, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to become? I just want to follow you. I just want to do your will. I just want to be a follower of you. I don't care what you want me to do. What I care the most is that I be reminded that you're always going to be with me through the hard things that I go, through my happiness, through my sorrows. I need to know that you're always going to be with me. And his promise is not only to me, it's also to you. Because in the Bible, it's several stories and several passages that remind us of God, the love that he has for us, then why he sent his only son to die for our sins. And dying for our sins, that gives us salvation. And that relationship with God through Jesus he is the only way we can have the relationship with God. And this is interesting because if we continue on the story, the story of Jesus with the, it's related to the larger story of the Hebrew Bible, which is the Old Testament. Remember this, Mark is in the New Testament. So this is related to the Old Testament too. In the Old Testament, the prophets were talking about the Messiah the Savior, not only for the Jewish people, but for all nations. And if you read the Bible, if you grew up in a church, these stories, these stories that we learned since we were little. And if you're new, there's a lot of stories you can uh, see through the Bible. They show us how God cares for his people, the love that God has for his people. So in Luke 141, it's begins with the Holy Spirit. Mark, in this uh, chapter 1, he goes straight to the point. The story is about the Son of God. Because remember, what we read at the beginning was the beginning of the gospel, the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. The beginning, this uh, verse 1, is the title, the beginning of of the good news about Jesus. That was just the beginning of the story of who Jesus was. So when we say we continue the story, not only we continue to learn about who he is, but Mark was telling this to, to the Gentiles. Because remember the Gentiles, if we learn in the book of Acts, the Gentiles didn't know anything about the history of the Jews, of the, of the Hebrew Bible, about the Old Testament. They didn't have an idea about that because they, they didn't grow up in the culture. So they didn't grow up learning all the stories and all the people of the Bible. 
So that's why, that's, that's why it was important for Mark to start right to the point when Mark said, this is the beginning of the story of the Son of God, Jesus, the Messiah. So when we learn about this, we can see how was, this might not be seen as difficult to us, but it was probably difficult to the people back then because they didn't know anything about the story. Now we know as Gentiles, it's been like more than 2,000 years and we know the history. We have read the Bible. We know a lot of stuff that is in the Bible. Many of you probably know more than me. But uh, back then when this was written, they didn't know a lot about this. So it was good for them to start right uh, when Jesus was baptized. So John is pointing to the listeners to the future, one who follows him through the wilderness will baptize them with the Holy Spirit. Mark connects the past, present, and future of this wilderness journey through the prophet uh, Isaiah. Prepare the way of the Lord, make strength in the desert a highway for our God. He has rescued us with love, and we can praise his name. Don't you want to know more about him? Don't we want to know more about God? More about Jesus? More about the relationship that we have with our God? This is a message to build a new road. Oftentimes we think, you know, that uh, following God, following Jesus... It's a journey that takes us not only to like uh, happiness, but also through sorrow, to sadness, to uh, this um, discomfort. I don't know how many people in, in your life are going through some rough time right now or difficult times. But this is the good news tell us about who Jesus is and how he works in our lives. And why... We are blessed. So waiting for our Lord sometimes can be difficult. Remember in the Bible, we see the people of Israel. They were wandering in the desert for more than 40 years. Constantly being called to repent of their idolatry. And their rebellion against God. Sometimes we wonder... Why are we not doing okay in our relationship with God? What is it that we're doing wrong? What is it that we haven't seen that, uh, that we don't have that relationship with God that we probably like we'd want right now? Sometimes it's, it's, there are things in our life that uh, doesn't let us have that relationship with God that we're supposed to. But the good news is about not only going through the desert. I don't know how many of you have been there. And it's not something that is like everybody loves. It's, it's difficult. You know, you have to learn from your mistakes. You have to learn from your old ways. When you receive Christ in your heart and you recognize that he's your savior, it needs to be a change in your life. For that to happen, you need to let God change your life. 
transform your life in a way that, he, that his name will be glorified. Because if we don't see that change, if God doesn't see that change, then we're not really changing in our hearts. We're just saying that for just saying that. But God wants to have our heart. This second Sunday, we talk about the love of God. And that we continue the story of preaching the gospel, preaching the good news, not only for the people who already know us, but for the ones who have never heard about this Jesus, about the Son of God. How many of you have the chance, the opportunity of sharing the good news with others? When was the last time you have shared a testimony of the good news with somebody else? Somebody who is not a Christian. Somebody who probably hasn't had a relationship with Jesus. Have you had the chance to share the gospel, the good news with somebody? I know right now it's a difficult time to do that since we have to uh, socially distance, but um, it's also a good opportunity to find out new ways to do that. Online, it's a great resource, but uh, if you can connect with your family, with the people that you care, with friends, it's a good way to share what God is doing in your life. And remember that it's a promise in this chapter, when we read at the end, that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a promise. How many of us wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit? He's, God is calling us to dive into the river of God's grace, to be forgiven of our all sins, and to be made whole. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was written to be read aloud. If you have ever experienced a miracle, if you can give a testimony, or you can give a praise to what God is doing in your life, that is something that you should share with others aloud. That's what the Bible says, and that's what the good news should tell of your life. When God is doing something, you should share that with others. Proclaim what God is doing in your life. In what ways God is changing your life or shaping your heart to be a good servant. To follow Him no matter what you do. No matter what, how you feel. You know that having faith that He will be walking with you wherever you go, wherever you are. In this bright moment, I'm sure God is with you right now and he's touching your heart in a way, in a powerful way. And that's what I pray about. You know, I miss the people from Renew. I miss being, you know, close with you guys, giving a hug or like seeing each other. It's been a long journey for all of us. And I think all of us are just like wanting to have that connection, wanting to have again that relationship with one another, seeing you guys at the service every Sunday. And I really want that again. 
But I, I also understand that we have to wait for that. And it's a process. I think every time I feel sad about it, it reminds me that God has a process for everything. In the Bible, we can see the waiting and being patient. It's mentioned in the Bible a lot. You know, I just mentioned that in the desert, these people, uh, the Israelites, were in the desert for 40 years because of his idolatry. And I'm sure it was difficult, it was hard, but God had a purpose for that. I don't know how long you've been in that desert. It can be a couple years or probably more, but God has a purpose for you. God also wants you to learn something. And when you get out of that desert, he will show you why you went through that. I always say that it's a blessing when I have experienced something that is difficult. And if I learn from that, I can share that with my brothers and sisters. And that can be a blessing probably for them. But I need to be patient while I'm going through this. Because I know that God will do something in my life. Because I know he's calling me to do something, not only to preach the gospel, but to share what he's doing in my life with all of you, with new people, with believers or with non-believers. How are we going to bring more people to Christ if we don't share what Christ is doing in our lives? I think that's the important part about sharing the gospel. And I also don't want us to become, you know, like people that uh, it's everything about us because it's not. Everything that we do, it's about God. Even, even John, when he was preaching, he even said that. He was, it was not about him and it was somebody greater than him than him that was going to become and we're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he was talking about Jesus. So that's what is important. It's not about us. God wants to have the relationship with us. And God wants us to preach the gospel. To share the good news. But it's everything about him. Because of him. We have what we. We have salvation. And because of his grace and love. We can have eternal life. So are we excited for that? Don't we want to experience that? Don't we want to see the movement of the Holy Spirit in our life, in our church, in our family, with the people that is around us? This is the time for that. I know we've been waiting for so long. I know it's been a long journey for all of us. Not being able to see each other, not being able to share with each other a meal or something else. But I know God is doing something in your heart. And God is doing something in my heart too. Are we want to come together as one church. And share what God has been doing in our lives all this time. Through this journey. I know 2020 is going to come to an end. And next year... Things can probably look different. I know we're not going to be doing this forever. 
But I think this is a reminder of God's grace and God's love to us. That even in these circumstances, we need to continue the story of who God is. Announcing the good news and sharing this story about Jesus to others. That we need to build a new road and we need to get out of that desert to that wilderness. A new thing is happening in our lives among us. God is doing something different. Are we ready to listen for what God is doing in our lives? Are we going to ask God to forgive our sins? We need to repent for the things we have done. And we need to repent if we haven't had that relationship with God. God knows your heart. God knows my heart. I don't know what is it that is like stopping you to do what God has called you to do. I don't know what's in your heart, but God knows. I want to share with you guys a story, a story that happened almost three years ago when we just moved to this building in Linwood. I remember that a, a church, a big church uh, on the east side, sent us an email asking us about the building, that they wanted to purchase the building, they want to replicate what they were doing on the east side. So, I don't think they do understand what they were saying. Or maybe they did. I don't know. But how can you replicate God's word when you believe in your own wisdom? You know, how can we come to church asking or like following something that is not what the God, the Bible is telling us to do? That's how many of us been content with our Christian life? How many of us think that just coming to church and seeing everything that is perfect, that's it? But the church doesn't talk about justice. The church doesn't talk about the struggles that we go through. The church doesn't talk about that you need to share this good news. And you want to replicate that kind of church? Is that what we're all about as a Christians? Are we, don't you guys feel that, like, you know, that fire in your heart burning so hard to do something for Christ? That he is calling you and me to do the work. Not to come to church and have everything ready that somebody is doing for you. You are the ones who are called. And you can't replicate that because you have to do it. Nobody else will do it for you. So when somebody says this, it not only makes me sad, but it also makes me wonder what kind of Christianity are we living nowadays? So are we going to find something that will suit our needs? Are we going to find something that we really like and feel comfortable going to? Are we going to find that perfect church that will fit all your needs? That will have all the ministers that you need and is the perfect church? Or are you going to follow what God is telling you to do? He's calling us to preach the gospel, to share the good news. 
He's calling you to step up. Do something for His glory, not for you. Because the glory is for God. That's the church that we want to be part of. That speaks the truth about the Bible. That when times are hard, we come together as one church. We take care of one another because of love. Because we know who brings that peace into our heart, even in difficult times. Even in the struggle, it's been a blessing being part of Renew and to struggle with all of you. But we are doing God's work. We are doing what he's calling us to do here. And I think nobody can replicate that. That is coming from God, not from us. And whoever says otherwise, I feel like that's something there is wrong. And I'm going to end it up with this. We need to be the church that God is calling us to be. Not created by our own ideas. Not created by our own wisdom. But we need to listen what God is telling us. Especially during this season. That as we wait patiently, we need to listen of what God is saying. So let's pray. Thank you, God, for this time. Thank you, God, for the blessing that it is just to be here and to share with my brothers and sisters this morning. Thank you, God, because of your love. And thank you because you are touching our hearts this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. I pray for my brothers and sisters, the ones that are struggling right now, they're once they are going through a difficult time, I just pray for their lives. That you can be with them and that you can comfort them. Thank you, God, for your presence. And thank you, God, for your love and your blessings. Amen.